The following podcast is brought to you by The Village Zendo. For more information, visit villagezendo.org. Hi, everybody. Can you hear me all right? <laughs> Lots of thumbs up. That's nice. I love thumbs up. <laughs> uh, my name is Fusho. I'm a senior student here at Village Zendo. It's nice to see you. Uh, I've been um, lucky enough to be participating in our current urban session, which we're right in the middle of, or we're sort of almost more than halfway through the, uh, the workshop phase. But um, our Shuso put together a lovely few days of exploring um, art and the theme of the leisure one, leisurely one um, from our study text, Shadoka. And it was designed to bring together the practice of Zazen with a focus on the arts as a way to encounter ourselves in a fresh way. And that's been a really nice um, respite from everything that's going on in the world and at least for me, you know, in my life. So Hongo said that the aim of the workshops is particularly his is to allow ourselves to dip into the state of mind as we attend to how our world appears to us in novel form by encountering ourselves in a fresh way. Um, and truly this is an opportunity to allow ourselves to practice beginner's mind. So yesterday, using something called neurographic drawing, um, Hango offered an opportunity to put pen to paper without any idea of what would be the end result, to just literally let it flow. And we started with sort of loose lines across a page, and then we rounded out edges and sharp corners created by intersecting lines. And it's a technique anyone can utilize. And I found it to be really relaxing. And I noticed that others who are participating seem to feel the same. And I think for me, it was refreshing because there was no pressure or any expectation for any sort of end result. It was really um, a way to just stay curious and let the drawing emerge with very minimal effort. And when we looked at everyone's work, it was clear that every one of us had tapped into uh, our own creative energy. And then today, uh, Joshin's workshop utilized expository writing with uh, some fun exercises and very pointed. And she encouraged us to bring pen to paper without an agenda or without expectations. So no bad writing, no good writing, no loss, no gain, only giving our attention to what wants to be said right now. And that's how we walk the Tao. And that's how we meet the leisurely one. She says, nobody can gainsay us. We are beyond criticism, evaluation, or judgment. And to bring a desire to wander aimlessly and a willingness to be surprised. So when we talk about bringing beginner's mind to our practice um, and to our daily lives, I think these are some of the intentions that we're talking about. And I've been thinking about this idea of creativity 
and how we try to define it. And some people think the term is only meant for artists. And a lot of people say, oh, I'm not creative, or I'm not creative like that, or I'm not really an artist. So what's an artist? And even some of us who do consider ourselves artists in certain fields often find ourselves constraining or devaluing the definition of what we do. I think um, it's common to have these feelings that what we're doing is rarely good enough as it is. And there's usually something more or better that we're striving for. Lots of striving in this culture, creatively and professionally, performance-wise. Looking for an end result. So what is this creativity that we're exploring? Here's one definition. Creativity is defined as the tendency to generate or recognize ideas, alternatives, or possibilities that may be useful in solving problems, communicating with others, and entertaining ourselves and others. In order to be creative, you need to be able to view things in new ways or from a different perspective. Among different things, you will need to be able to generate new possibilities or new alternatives. Tests of creativity measure not only the number of alternatives that people can generate, but the uniqueness of those alternatives. The ability to generate alternatives or to see things uniquely does not occur by change. It is linked to other more fundamental qualities of thinking, such as flexibility, tolerance of ambiguity or unpredictability, and the enjoyment of things heretofore unknown. So that also sounds to me a lot like our practice on the cushion, whether or not we're artists or so-called artists. You know, I think we could say um, those could be some ways that we encounter our Buddha nature. Uh, but I know I can certainly feel anything but leisurely on the cushion some days. There was just something very freeing so far in these two workshops, and we have one more. Um, opportunity tomorrow uh, because there was no real agenda and there was nothing we were supposed to do to accomplish the, um, the, right, the right way to do it. And we were able to pay attention in an easeful way. And so when we practice this way on the Christian, we cultivate beginner's mind and not knowing we can start to see how it can flow into our daily lives off the cushion. Suzuki Roshi, who wrote Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, um, he famously said, in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the experts, there are few. He also said this while he was talking to a group of American students. He said, most of us want to know what the self is. This is a big problem. Your culture is based on ideas of self-improvement. The idea of improvement is rather scientific. In the scientific sense, improvement means that instead of going to Japan by ship, now you can go by jumbo jet. So improvement is based on a comparative value, which is also the basis of our society and our economy. 
I understand that you might be rejecting that idea of civilization, but you're not rejecting the idea of improvement. You still try to improve something. Perhaps most of you sit to improve your zazen, but Buddhists do not hold so strongly to the idea of improvement. Tozen, the founder of the Chinese Soto Zen school said, don't try to see yourself objectively. In other words, don't try to seek for information about yourself that is the objective truth. That's information. He says the real you is quite different from any information you have. The real you is not that kind of thing. I go my own way. Wherever I go, I meet myself. Tozen rejects your effort to cling to information about yourself and says to go on alone using your own legs. When you empty your mind, when you give up everything and just practice Zazen with an open mind, then whatever you see, you meet yourself. That is you beyond she or he or me. Real practice has orientation or direction, but it has no purpose or gaining idea. So it can include everything that comes. That is how to establish yourself on yourself. When you include everything, that is the real self. And so I think in, in art and in everything and in this practice, we hear a lot and we say a lot and we recognize the idea of um, the need to get out of our own way. Or as Dogen says, to study Buddhism is to study yourself. To study yourself is to forget yourself in each moment. Or as the Shadoka says, when the Dharma body awakens completely, there is nothing at all. In the Book of Serenity, case 20, Fayan was going on pilgrimage. Dijang said, where are you going? Fayan said, around on pilgrimage. Dijang said, what is the purpose of pilgrimage? Fayan said, I don't know. Dijang said, not knowing is most intimate. So he recently came across um, poet and potter M.C. Richards' book called Centering in Pottery, Poetry, and the Person. And I hadn't been aware of it. You know, some, some art circles are aware of it, but um, she was an American poet and a writer and a teacher. Um, she taught English and uh, she was on a traditional tenure track teaching English in the 1940s, but she became disillusioned with the formal conservative uh, kind of structure that she was on. And so she joined the faculty um, at the Experimental Black Mountain College and she taught writing and literature. And then she moved to Greenwich Village uh, along with John Cage and Merce Cunningham and uh, contemporaries were, they collaborated with people like Robert Rauschenberg and Paul Taylor in the 50s and early 60s. And then she started studying pottery. And so she, um, she got kind of intrigued and really started to develop this idea of centering the way that you do in pottery as a metaphor for a balanced way 
to fully live life. So a potter uh, brings their clay, you know, into center on the potter's wheel to start. And then from there gives it whatever shape they wish. And it's this initial bringing of the clay into a spinning, unwobbling uh, pivot, which will then be free to take innumerable shapes as potter and clay press against each other. So her book is considered a counterculture classic about what it really means to be an artist. And I think it's about what it means to be creative. And I recognize her themes in our own practice. She said, when we are cosmological, we are all poets. For one is a poet who feels and tells through their being the whole story. To be an artist in the largest sense is to be fully awake to the totality of life as we encounter it, porous to it and absorbent of it, moved by it and moved to translate those inner quickenings into what we make. And so I would say um, to be a bodhisattva in the largest sense is to be fully awake to the totality of life as we encounter it porous to it and absorbent of it, moved by it and moved to translate those inner quickenings into what we make, meaning um, how we respond, what our expression is. And I don't think it has to be what we consider, you know, formal artwork to be creative. I think being fully present and responding to our lives in each moment uh, is the very definition of creativity. And Enkyo Roshi likes to remind us that our temple at Village Zendo is named Otokuji, true expression for a reason. So MC Richard says, the creative spirit creates with whatever materials are present, with food, with children, with building blocks, with speech, with thoughts, with pigment, with an umbrella or a wine glass or a torch. Centering is a verb, an ongoing process, a way of balancing, a spiritual resource in times of conflict, an imagination, an alchemical vessel, a retort, which bears an integration of purposes, an integration of levels of consciousness. The activity seems to spring out of the same source, poem or pot, loaf of bread, letter to a friend, morning's meditation, a walk in the woods, turning the compost pile, weeping with pain, fainting with discouragement, trembling with indecision. I recognize the practice of Zazen in these words. The way we draw ourselves into center is by sitting down, being quiet, following the breath, noticing our grasping and clinging so we can stop looking outside of ourselves for our answers. Um, obviously, our broader culture isn't so good at this, however. And many of us, including well-known and established artists, feel like they aren't good enough. It's not enough. Keith Haring, um, the New York graffiti pop artist, 
who died of AIDS at a very young age in 1990, kept a journal in his teens. And um, when he was moving to New York, he wrote about the trap of self-comparison that was keeping him from developing his own artistic and human potential. He wrote, I guess it's because I'm afraid, afraid I'm wrong. And I guess I'm afraid I'm wrong because I constantly relate myself to other people, other experiences, other ideas. I should be looking at both in perspective, not comparing. I relate my life to an idea or an example that is some entirely different life. I should be relating it to my life, only in the sense that each has good and bad facets. The only way the other attained enough merit, making it worthy of my admiration or long to copy it, is by taking chances, taking it in its own way. If I always seek to pattern my life after another, mine is being wasted, redoing things for my own empty acceptance. I only wish I could have more confidence and try to forget all my silly preconceptions, misconceptions, and just live. Just live. Just live. Just live till I die. So here's my gata. Emptying out, centering in, following my lines, rounding out the corners, the birds chirp. The buds bloom. Oh, the pilgrimage already began. <laughs>